This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, episode 28. You know, we, we have no budget. Um, so my budget is zero. I don't have one. I don't, there's no line item, anything. This is the NSCA's Coaching Podcast, where we talk to strength and conditioning coaches about what you really need to know, but probably didn't learn in school. There's strength and conditioning, and then there's everything else. Welcome to the NSCA's Coaching Podcast. I'm Scott Caulfield, here today in brisk Charlotte, North Carolina, with Matthew Nine, coordinator of sports performance at Salisbury University. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Coach, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, to be here, excited for the conference, uh, presenting everything. It's, it's great. It's awesome. Yeah, we're here uh, January 3rd, Coaches Conference, looking like a big crowd here in Charlotte. Uh, you brought a bunch of your staff down with you as well. Yeah, crew's in. I think we We've brought five total coming in, so uh, they're excited to learn and grow and network and just just have a blast. That's outstanding. Yeah, and we're excited. We are actually doing our podcast here in the exhibit hall, so uh, people will have probably walked by and seen this thing going on, but we're uh, set up in the membership area, and it's going to be distracting. Hopefully, we can uh, stay on track here. We'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so super exciting for you this year. Um, Yeah. You, uh, it's already been announced, so I'm not uh, stealing anybody's thunder, but you're the college strength and conditioning coach of the year. What's that uh, mean to you? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, from when I began, you know, my career 14, 15 years ago, uh, you know, it, it was one about like inspiring and impacting people and, and things along that line. And it, I don't think this was ever a goal necessarily, um, but to, to just be go out and, and you know, impact as many people as I could, um, and to then be recognized now that you know that I've been doing it. I guess I've been doing it pretty well, hopefully. Right. Um, you know, so for me, it's great. I'm, I'm excited. You know, I'm also really excited for our staff um, and those who have come before us. You know, before um, the current staff that's there now and the current staff now. Um, I think that helps. You know, will help them in their career, hopefully. Um, you know, establish that, and also as we move forward now. Uh, from a recruiting standpoint with our, our teams um, and, and as well as bringing in other staffing. So I think it's really exciting time for me. It's also it's exciting time for our program, our university. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I couldn't be more ecstatic about it. Yeah. Well, and I think you like you kind of allude to it so much more and all you guys who win this award are always thanking your mentors and your staff. Like, it's not just... Matt and I getting this award. It's really so much other of your support staff and the people that you've worked oh, with. Most definitely. Doing. I mean, that was you know very first thing after finding out was was reaching back into all my former staff members, you know, and, and really reaching out to them and, and just saying thank you, you know, yeah. for all the work that they did while they were here at Salisbury. Yeah. Um, because again, without them, you know, there's there's no chance that I'd be able to to be in the position, you know, to be able to accept the award and, and so forth. I mean, they, you know, I can't work with every single team. It's just physically impossible. Possible. Right. Um, and then they also help mentor and 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 develop the the, uh, the staff, the interns and volunteers. Yeah. But at the same time, as they come back and you know we're going to hire people that want to challenge me as well yeah. as a coach. And um, you know we want to create that environment in that scenario so that they feel comfortable to be able to challenge and question and and really dive in. And I think that makes all of us better right. um, as, as people. So it's you know finding that right dynamic to to create that um, and then creating the environment for it. Yeah. Um, and so again. And without them, there's no way, yeah. you know, we would be anywhere, um, you know, we were. And I remember starting off when, you know, it, we had nobody, right. you know, it was myself right. um, in, a, in a program. I was actually talking to one of our former guys uh, this morning. Um, 
uh, Brandon Sanders, and you know he's he's at a position now. He just took a head job uh, down in Florida, and you know he's very early within the first six months, and yeah. kind of just starting that whole program yeah. uh, down there. And it was just kind of talking about where I was and how we progressed, and hopefully yeah. be able to help him grow yeah. uh, his program. But it was. Yeah, I mean, it, was, it was challenging, yeah. you know, from yeah. the beginning, and it still is today, but that's right. what makes it fun. Right, yeah, that's what keeps you, keeps you coming back. How about yeah. what, you know, you talked about developing the program, and um, I guess kind of what were some of your initial, uh, you know, plans or goals, or, you know, how did you implement, you know, getting more interns or getting GAs when, yeah. when it was kind of a one-man show and you obviously knew you needed more help? How did you work on building that within your program, within okay. your school? Well, you know, early on, the first year, I mean, I had nobody. Um, we are a, a program. That had, there was a strength coach there before, but he also was the assistant track, assistant football, so he really didn't have a tremendous amount of time to yeah. invest into it. So I was the first guy to be able to invest time into developing the program and so forth. And, you know, we began with three teams, and it was really establishing the program, you know, saying, hey, this is something that we w- need to do, and it's, it's got to be something that is important in their life to help you know, them reach their successes. Um, so that's where it began. We didn't, there wasn't a tremendous amount of focus on staffing. We had some staff in, some volunteers, some interns uh, come into the program out of part of the exercise science, but being able to focus on their development wasn't the right thing at the beginning. Yeah. We had to establish that. Once I felt comfortable that our program and, and our values and so forth were established, then our focus changed to now working uh, and developing our staff. I mean, you know, I'm a big philosophy that the better your staff, the better training your athletes are going to get. And it just becomes this cyclical uh, concept that we bring in better staff, um, we get better training, our, our athletes are going to further grow and, and, and develop. So we need to really dive in at that point then and really attack our staffing. And it, it was now GAs. And a lot of it was was going back into some of the, the research and data that's out there on um, coach-to-athlete ratios, things along that line, to really help solidify the graduate assistant. Uh, we start off with one. Dr. Mike Zordis was my very first uh, graduate assistant, and uh, he's doing big things now. And, um, you know, he came in there and kind of just led it with a fire and passion. And... Um, Luckily, somewhere along the line, because I also manage the rec center, which yeah, is just happens yeah. to be on the opposite side of campus, so okay. it makes my day uh, quite <laughs> interesting going back you get and forth. Your ten minute walk in, no yeah. problem. Yes, every day. <laughs> yes. And uh, so I actually had to take on another facility, um, and because of that, they gave me two other GAs who okay, also nice. help manage the facility a little bit and uh, yeah. do our strength and conditioning um, piece. Okay. So luckily, I, I guess I don't know if he's saying, well, if I can get two, and I just have to manage this one. Can I manage that and still, yeah. you know, create a, create an environment? And basically, it was in the interim while we were trying to hire somebody. Uh, we finally, after about a year, we we brought somebody on board to manage that facility. So uh, I just kind of had to supervise the, the facility a little bit, and not right. really manage the whole thing in yeah. terms of daily operations. Yeah. Um, but we were able to keep the two GAs, uh, nice. which was great, and uh, very thankful for my AD and so forth for being able to to make that happen. Nice. And and uh, so that kind of then really allowed us to dive into our strategic plan, which at that point we now created uh, a, a detailed strategic plan on how we're going to progress our development and our growth of our staffing, um, of them as coaches. Um, and that's where really our, our main focus had been. Um, uh, probably going up to about maybe three years ago. Uh, so we had about a, a five-year 
detail focus on developing our staff to a point right. where I felt comfortable with our staff. Right. Um, at that point, then it was, we need to create something greater, right? right. So we need to get out onto a national scene and, yeah, and yeah. you know, for us, it's, uh, you know, we're battling recruiting, you know, right. most of our, a lot of our programs are facing some of the division one, low division one programs as, yeah. as uh, athletes. And um, so from a recruiting standpoint, but again, that going back into our coaches, if we bring in better coaches, yeah. our athletes get better coaching. Yeah. But people need to know where Salisbury University is sure. and as a, as a strength program if they want to get out of here. Yeah. Right? And so I needed to get out and start presenting and so yeah. forth to create this national, uh, more of a national attention. Yeah. And, um, you know, that, that then, again, our coaching staff can use as recruiting tools for our athletes and so forth. So it becomes this, this big, you know, cycle of better coaches, yeah. national. So that's kind of where we're at right now yeah. um, is getting out presenting, you know, across the stages and having, you know, this award uh, right. definitely falls right yeah. in line with, with where we're, we're, we're striving to be at this point yeah. in our career. And, you know, where we go from here, you know, is, is be something that we evaluate, yeah. um, you know, and look forward to see what's next. And, you know, we've already got ideas and brainstorming ideas in terms of where we're trying to go and, and how we're trying to finite uh, some of the, the programs that we do do and yeah. looking at, um, you know, being more new detailed in, in some of our nutrition. Um, you know, we, we have no budget. Okay. Um, so my budget is zero. Yeah. I don't have one. Yeah, I don't, yeah. There's no line item, anything, yeah. and uh, which makes it challenging. But yeah. so you got to figure it out. You got to be creative in, in what you do. And, yeah. um, you know, really it, it, it makes it fun yeah. um, for yeah. me to, you know, you're always having challenges when somebody says no, you come back and right. okay, what do I need to rework and figure it out to go right back board. at it yeah. again? Yeah. yeah. So what do you, you know. um, what are you looking for in, uh, I want to hear about your staff development kind of, uh, plan as well okay. but first kind of talk about what you're looking for in interns and GAs you know someone that's listening to this and is hearing about what the great opportunity it might be now what is it going to take for them to get involved at a place like Salisbury under you right so for me passion is probably the biggest thing um you know, we, we like to take undergrads and we like to take them early on as, you know, that freshman, sophomore. Um, and you guys have exercise science. We have exercise okay. science right. as an undergrad. Right. And uh, the, the reason we do that is for me is, you know, usually with your interns, you get them a semester and they're gone, you right. know, and right. it's not until the end of that semester where you feel a lot more comfortable with, with, yeah. with them on the floor and so forth. But with the, the starting as a freshman, as a sophomore, uh, you know, you, we've got two and a half potentially three years of work that we can really see them grow and become yeah. something in the field. And it really stems from passion. It's really just walking down to the weight room, which is cool. While I'm in the yeah. rec center, yeah. I can walk in there and find guys that are passionate, who are exercise science majors, who are really into it and just create a relationship with them. I know one of the guys that'll be here today, Ryan, um, one of our most recent grads, uh, he's down at Weber International with uh, Coach Raz. And um, he's one of their uh, uh, staff members there now. And uh, we had him for about two and a half years yeah. and I mean fantastic yeah. um, and so but he had that passion wasn't sure what exactly what he wanted to do yeah. but you know part of our my job is hey you know what if you have some passion around it I want to lead you in that direction and sure. especially you know guys or, or, or 
ladies that are great at yeah. what they do, yeah. uh, creating relationships, things like that. Love it. Hey, I want to lead you into sports performance. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you go, you go. Yeah. And if, you know, we've had people that, you know, ah, this isn't for me yeah. and, and move into a different route of personal training right, or right. into um, physical therapy. Yeah. And, and that's fine. Yeah. Does that have with the rec side that you have as well? Is that kind of an avenue for some GAs as well if they seem more interested in management and like that stuff that they um, can kind of go that? Or they... I, I think it's I think it's tough in that it, it gives them that opportunity. Yeah. Right. So yeah. It, it makes them more marketable, right. uh, especially at, you know, now you're starting to see a lot more division three schools yeah. come about with full time yeah. strength jobs. Right. And, and a lot of them have they the have rec side rec side of the job. Yeah. yeah. Or they're managing both. You know, they're yeah. they only have one weight room right. and it's managing right. the weight room and the, the sports performance or strength yeah. conditioning program. So uh, it, it gives them that opportunity to be a little bit more marketable. And I think at the same time, they learn a tremendous amount about the backside of things yeah. in the management of the rec center because, you know, that's from equipment management and maintenance and things like that where, right. yeah, we're going to do that in, in the strength portion, but they also are employee, you know, have to oversee 20 employees yep. um, and manage them on a, on a regular basis. Right, um, right. And so there's a lot more. And I think that piece can be taken into the, the you know, if, even if they stay in the sports performance realm, yeah. can really take that and, and really start to see how we operate because they're going to hopefully become head strength coaches where they have to manage a staff of 10. Yeah. And we're hopefully creating some of that. And we do some strategic planning work that, you know, each of them has a component and they rotate components every semester. Okay. So this is kind of our development with our yeah. GAs. Yeah. And, um, you know, so one might be social media. Okay. And so they'll be on social media for the semester and kind of organizing things and making sure it's not necessarily... Running they, the department social yeah, media. Yeah. 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 Okay. Not saying that they have to, to, to do everything and post everything, yeah. but they've got to be the ones who are with the creative ideas to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. do this this then and that on this day cool. but I need you Matt to get in there and you know write an article or something like yeah. that or okay. post um, and so they're managing it yeah. um, not necessarily running it. and same okay. thing from our interns one of our uh, our staff member our uh, GAs is in charge of intern development okay and so with me, they help create, we create the curriculum, which is different yeah. every semester. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with that, they then take the lead. Okay. Not saying that they have to run every session, uh, but they've got to organize it. Yeah. So if they yeah. want, yeah. Um, you know, we've got a professor on campus, does a fantastic job with uh, culture development, leadership, things yeah. like that. Well, it, maybe we can reach out to him nice. and get him on board yeah. and bring yeah. other people in. So it's just yeah. not us standing up yeah. there. Yeah. So absolutely. But at the same time, what it does is these are going to be our our assistants and so yeah. forth. I know um, Mike Inman, he's at Temple right now. He had the opportunity to do that with us, and he gets the job at, at Temple, and that's his job there. You know, he's intern development. Wow. So hopefully yeah. he's, you know, he could take what he liked and what he didn't like and make it his own now, yeah. which is which is ideal, and it puts him in a better position um, upon, you know, trying to get those, you know, the next level job and so forth. Yeah, that's super so. cool. That's, we, we try and do that as well. I mean, at an SCA headquarters being we have so many people in our building with great uh, experience and knowledge oh, yeah. in their in their wheelhouse and so we tap into all those people that yeah. we can and again so that uh, you know so the interns don't have to just listen to us the whole yeah. time but yeah. you know they probably get sick of us and, and, bit, and for but. me it was a lot of it it was control like I really early on in my career I wanted to control a lot right and right. I said you know what if we want to get better in what we do I got to let it go yeah right yeah. and so from them and then now we're trying to preach that on them is hey you got you can't do it all. Yeah. You gotta let it go and get out and bring other people in yeah. uh, to to make this better. 
Yeah, um, and I think you said uh, what you were saying about, you know, if they don't want to go into strength and conditioning, specifically in collegiate, and they're passionate about something else, helping them get into that field. Because for me, I think for a long time, I was like, oh, you got to be a strength coach or, or, or nothing, you know? And yeah. like uh, being at headquarters, they have an opportunity to work with TSAC athletes. Cool. To, yeah. to, we, do, we do a lot of one-on-one training. The interns get to do a lot of one-on-one training because we have our staff. We have USA Hockey next door, their staff. So they get to do a lot of different things. And sometimes maybe they maybe personal training or TSAC is the career path that they really want to get into and so i think for me opening my mind a little bit and and being like all right these people are passionate and they're really good at something and it's not necessarily going to be collegiate or pro strength conditioning or high school so how do i help them yeah. get better to go down that road yeah i would definitely agree was, you know if i don't have an open position for them right. like they've they got to go and take what what they love you know as long as when they're here with me they're giving everything that they can to be passionate about helping our athletes grow and helping other staff members grow yeah. like i can't ask for much more then at that right. point i want to help their career you know i want them to be successful yeah. and i don't it doesn't matter what really field if it, but if they're with me and they're not giving me effort yeah. and their attitude isn't in the right uh, mindset then then that this isn't the place for them right, um, right. and so as long as as long as we're, we're focused in that intent then then I'm more than happy with, with them and yeah. the work they do yeah no that's yeah. cool man you got a great system going on there too I Thank like that I like the staff development changing every semester too, kind of keep it fresh and yeah and they don't get bored people. with it yeah that's um, great and so we have uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones uh, that they're doing you have equipment maintenance nice. um, so yeah. uh, scheduling yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. so it just it's just a, a, an easy rotation it gives yep. them the opportunity so when they leave they're ready yeah I mean there's no reason for them not to be ready in, yeah. in what they, they've done it and you know my thing is you're either going to sink or swim and I'm always here and, and they'll come in and talk to me and yeah. you know I'm here I've done it you know yeah. use me right. call other people you know coaches whoever yeah. you need to right. to figure out what you need to do to make this great yeah yeah uh, you talked about values um, and coaching philosophy like how do you how do you how do you let people know and how do you you know show your values to you know either your new staff or your athletes or you know how are you imparting that wisdom that you have and, and what you stand for with people yeah, um, you know, so I have, you know, personal values, and then we have our, our program values. Um, and I think, you know, my personal values are something that I need to live by every day. And, and really, it's that impact, influence, and inspire. You know, that that's what I want to do. And it doesn't matter wh- wh- what I'm doing or where I'm at or I'm at home or, right, that, that's what we want to do. And I've got these these pretty cool you know, little men, they're squeezy men, you know, that okay, sit on my I desk am. and impact, influence, and inspire. And they're, uh, and so it's, so it's in front of me every single day and you know you wake up and you know it's one thing I would talk about at the, at the conference uh, here on Friday is you know how many you know do you set your alarm in the morning and, and if you do do you hit snooze you know and if you do are you willing to attack the day then at that point are you just saying hey it's okay I'm just going to go back to sleep I'm going to delay being successful great today uh, and you know so we want to attack the day but I think we've got to be in the right mindset is that, hey, I'm going to wake up and it's going to be influence, impact, and inspire yeah. right from the get-go as soon as that alarm goes off. Nice. And um, 
without the values, what do you live by? Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, what do you follow? You're just kind of floating out there. Right. So I think it's really, really critical to have them on a personal standpoint. And then again, family is, is also extremely important uh, in my life as part of one of our uh, main values. And that's my number one value first. Yeah. Um, and then, and then at, so I've got to live that in everything in, in coaching with our athlete, our, our coaching staff and, and so forth. So they're going to see it yeah. in everything that we do. Um, and then understand they, they understand what they are. Nice. Um, as terms of program values and what we want to see, you know, we have uh, attitude, enthusiasm, energy, effort as our four program values. And so that's what we want to see out of our coaches. It's also what we want to see out of our athletes. And we cool. say attitude and mindset is, is very, is number one, nice. right? We're, t- we're talking about, you know, the, the general thoughts, you know, yeah. pattern way of thinking is, is the mindset. Yeah. And, you know, what does that look like? You know, and again, that goes back to when you wake up and carry straight on through uh, the day. So that's got to be first and foremost yeah. in everything that they're doing. Because um, if you have a bad mindset, your enthusiasm is going to be bad. Yeah. You're going to be, you know, the, the room energy is going to be poor and yeah. you're not going to work very hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So let's get the mindset right. Very first yeah. thing. And let's push that. So we have it outside of our door. We have it big in our, in our, uh, inside of our weight room. So it's the it's it's in your face nice and yeah. again then it's just preaching it you yeah. know i think um quote um i can't remember exactly who it was uh, brett ledbetter had it in his book um talking about it's not what you teach it's what you emphasize yeah, yeah. i think too often yeah. these things you know core values you see them everywhere all this cool stuff right. they, they just become words right right by teaching them yeah. but when you emphasize them that's when they have meaning yeah. and yeah. so a, as a coach i think you really have to figure out you know uh a, a way to, to to really emphasize yeah you know, it's got to be intentional right, right? it's not right. Oh, oh today i'm going to you know i just magically start talking about our values no right. i've got to have direct intent yeah. in that if if if, if it's important and yeah. it to me, values are important. They, they basically lay the foundation for everything that you do. Yep. Right? Without your values, I, I, I don't know what yeah. where you, your focus yeah. is. Yeah, my, my guy Martin Rooney always says, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. I, I use that yeah. quote all the time, yeah, right? It's great. It's, just, it's exactly, it's right on the point. If you didn't mm-hmm. have values, then you would. You'd be like... Oh wait, no, that does sound good. Like, let's yeah. just do that and and kind of change yeah. your mind all the time. Yeah, you're which, all over the place, yeah. and there's just yeah. zero organization. It yeah. just, yeah, it doesn't do much yeah, for you. That's I great. Don't think. Oh, and the other quote that you said that Brett uh, said reminds me of another quote that you get you get what you tolerate. Yeah, right? yeah. So like, if you're gonna let things slide. Don't think that you're going to get a different response from athletes or assistants or whoever it is that you're trying to, you yep. know. I say modeling is, is yeah. critical. I mean, you every, everyone's watching all day long. Yeah. And at the same time, you don't know who's watching. Right. You know, right, right. so what you bring every day in, in, in is critical. Yeah. Um, and again, reaching back to the values, they yeah. govern it. So yeah. it makes it very easy to, to fall right in line. Yeah. No, that's great yeah. stuff. And, and so kind of leading into that, you're talking about mental toughness in your session. Uh, at the conference, tell me a little bit, uh, you know, hopefully some people that are listening to the podcast by the time this gets published will have heard it, so we're not going to ruin yeah. it for them. But yeah, what are you going to talk about and where'd that all come up from? Yeah, I mean, you know, right now it's, it's a big topic. I think it's, you know, mental toughness is one of those things that is highly talked about, but not really well understood. Yeah. Um, you often see it as, you know, I, I went on and I just Googled it because that's what most people will do, right? right, right. Saying, okay, well, I don't know, I'm, I'm a strength coach, and that's what I'm bringing from the strength coach's perspective yeah. where you just Google it's like what does it what to, how do I enhance mental toughness yeah. you know and some of the quotes that I saw from quality resources yeah. or for decent resources I should say or resources that people would look at yeah. um, 
were mind-blowing. They were talking about, you know, you, you don't tell people that you're working on toughness. Well, why not, right? They're a set of skills, yeah. um, you know, that, that can be developed. Or you yeah. can't make someone who is soft, you know, uh, you can't change that. I'm like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, like it, it's, it, it's so, but that's the mindset. Or another one was you've got to do a, a super hard workout and it's got to just kill them. They just got to be dead. And that's going to make, make them more mentally tough. I mean, <laughs> what did you work on? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, now that type of workout can show you who's who's ready or who has the ability to handle adversity. Yeah. The problem is the adversity on the field is completely different. Right. Also, right. they never went through the developmental mental skills training yeah. to when they're faced with adversity is to how to overcome that. Yeah. And, you know, so it's... Or, or we'll say as coaches, oh, you just got to be more mentally tough. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And so for me as a coach, just sitting and hearing it and, and seeing those types of things, like, wow, man, this is, a, this is a topic that I think we need to really dive into. And, you know, starting it from a strength and conditioning perspective, kind of open people's minds to find, you know, different people. I know Pat Ivey, uh, great, great. You know, I'm actually we'll be talking about some of his work yeah. um, with uh, Dr. McGuire and uh, Dr. Latner yeah. um, and, and some of their uh, work that they, that they had and um, I mean, there, there's some great stuff out there. Brian Kane does some some fantastic yeah, stuff, but Vermont, Vermont guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so it's okay. Can we open up the door for for coaches now to go f- learn a little bit about you know mental toughness? Um, and, and what it really truly is and simple ways that we can go about training it. And right. um, it, it's not as complicated as it may think, but it's, it's you know, so I'm excited to really dive into it and, and talk about That's it. That's great. I'm, no, I'm glad to hear it. And I'm glad that we got it in the into the conference because, yeah, I think so often that sport coaches or anybody just that you would on the street that you might talk about things that that this mental toughness is uh you know a synonym with the weight room right Mm -hmm. and it it could be it could be very well could be but often uh the whether it's discipline or whatever else and and then dr garrity could talk about that whole uh aspect for a long time you know it's very miscontrived and and misconstrued so looking forward to that i think one of the other key things here is we you know we talk about developing optimal performance right we want to put our, our athletes in the best position possible yet we don't really focus on the mind um, you know and you know from where I am and a lot of schools are going to have a sports psychologist on staff sure you know um, unless they're big time money schools they're not yeah. going to have it and um you know, but we often beat ourselves. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. that the other team and, you know, really, especially you look at, you know, games from this past weekend, things like that. Right. Um, and, you know, at these elite level games that we're playing, it's, it's often we don't, it's not stuff that we're, we beat ourselves mentally, yeah. you know, and it could be the thought process that we have in our, in our mind and so forth. And, yeah. um, you know, the confidence that we lack. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, they're simple skills that we can work on and we can work on them in the weight room. Yeah. And, um, to me, why would you not do that? Yeah. Like if I can, and that's what we'll talk about is how can we infuse some of these things into the weight room? Yeah. And yeah, the athlete may not know that's what it's about, but yeah. we'll, we'll inform them as they go. Right. Um, but we've got to work on, on the, yeah. the six inches between the ears yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we're going to also work on the rest of the body for them to be in optimal performance. Yeah. Uh, you dropped a couple names talking about the mental toughness stuff. If people listening are very interested in that topic, what, what are a few other either resources or books or names they should check out. Yeah, I said, uh, so uh, Dr. McGuire, uh, Dr. Pat Ivey, um, 
Dr. Amber Leitner. Um, I think her name now is Selking. Um, okay. So she also has the uh, Championship Mindset podcast, okay. uh, which is great. Uh, we'll be referencing some of that cool. uh, in there. Uh, Brian Kane does a fantastic job. Um, they've got a couple others. Uh, Ken Revisa uh, works in uh, in the baseball setting uh, a lot, uh, right. but he's been in, in, in other settings as well. And to me, like that's that core group uh, that does an absolute fantastic job. I mean, there's other people you probably reach out to, but yeah. they're kind of that, that leading crew. And, and it's awesome having Pat um, as a former strength coach, you know, and former professional athlete, college athlete in that mix. And so, you know, love that aspect of it. And, um, you know, I've been able to see him present, uh, you know, and, and so forth. And, and he's just he's just fantastic. I love that. Cool. love everything that he's ever, you know, talked about in his articles, so forth. It's great. Yeah. He does a great job. Yeah, they had a great have a great program at Mizzou too. Yeah. Um, so you guys uh, also have the first ever NSCA lacrosse special interest yeah. group that you spearheaded. Uh, so I guess one, tell us about you know where did that come from and then two you know how you actually started a sig because anybody okay, yeah. can do this so uh you did a great job kind of uh you know spearheading it getting the signatures and all that so talk about that and then just yeah why why lacrosse okay yeah. well i mean the game is it's one of the oldest games in america right it, it is and um the funny, I mean, this this sport is growing so rapidly. I mean, if you look at the statistics, um, and I don't have them specifically on hand right now, but um, it is growing immensely um, in in the rec center, rec uh, atmosphere, in the college atmosphere, high school atmosphere, professional atmosphere, internationally, it's growing. So, I mean, this is a sport that is is growing rapidly. And from my standpoint, you know, we're we're twelve time national champions in lacrosse um, and on the men's side, and three time on the women's side, and um, so I've, there's an affinity. I'm a baseball guy. Didn't really have lacrosse in high school. Didn't really, you know, it, I'd rather play. I played baseball, you know, yeah. and come to Salisbury, and I absolutely love it. The yeah. game is so much fun. You know, I had the opportunity as an undergrad to sit on the field, and I was the ball guy, okay. right, uh, for a game. And it's like, wow, this is great. And then I got to do the uh, – the, the clock for the uh, penalty box. Okay. And man, like you're right in the mix at that point. And I was th the sold at that point. This game is absolutely amazing. Right. And um, so that was, that was a while ago. And, you know, it's like, it was, it's a point now where the game is growing so rapidly, but there's not a lot of education in the field of strength and conditioning for the game. And so we had looked at it a few years ago, uh, kind of getting it started and talking with a few coaches to be on, on our advisory board and so forth. But for me personally, I don't think I was quite ready uh, to, to take that on in, in that setting. And so uh, just uh, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, we kind of started that whole process back again. And I think it's, it's a great, again, that if we can get ahead of it um, in its growth and development uh, from a strength and conditioning side, I think that's fantastic because a lot of sports don't have that. You know, right. they've been well established for a long period of time, you know, yeah. baseball and so forth. So yeah. people want knowledge. And, and the other thing out there is there's a lot of coaches. I had gone to the uh, to LaxCon uh, last year and we sat there and listened to uh, Jay Dyer speak. And, you know, great strength coach, works with Team USA, Johns Hopkins and so forth. And, and a fantastic presentation and so forth. And some of the questions that I was hearing from the parents, uh, the youth coaches, 
um, club coaches, things like that. I was just kind of shocked, I guess, that, uh, I guess, the, I don't say lack of knowledge, but just just not evident. Yeah. You know, it's not, it yeah. wasn't there. Right. And um, that was that point that I said that the, was like, we got to re- restart this whole process yeah. and we got to get after it. And yeah. I think um, because it doesn't, I mean, some of the questions were, right. I mean, it, was, right. it was interesting. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of what really started that off right. at that point. And, you know, you said, well, what do we do to go about starting that whole thing? I think first off for us is I need to create a, find a board, a, a staff that would be ideal to help us uh, further the growth. Right? So we reached out to Kurt Lamb yeah. at Limestone. And uh, again, they're uh, D2 national champions. Um, fantastic program that he operates down there. Um, so he was more than ecstatic to be on board. Nice. Uh, then uh, reached out to Ed Smith. He was one of my former graduate assistants. And uh, he's at uh, Lynchburg College. And um, just passionate, right? He's got to drive uh, this this energy, uh, younger guy. So loved having him on board. He's done a fantastic job so so far. Um, and then we have uh, Rob Taylor, who kind of helps us out. Um, so he's not technically on our on our board, but he's done a fantastic job. He loves the game of lacrosse. Uh, has has really you know helps create a lot of content early yeah, on. Yeah, he does a ton yeah. of content and, stuff. I mean, he, yeah, he gets always, it. Yeah, he he yeah. under he truly understands how to how to use social media. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I mean, having him as just uh, somebody there to, to bounce ideas off of and yeah. to really I've learned a tremendous amount yeah. about you know um, social media and everything that how it operates and I so forth and so he's, he's done fantastic he's taken a good lead early on and uh, now I know here in the winter is we're, we're really starting to uh, create content develop content from the nice. you know the other three of us we've tried to get a little bit in as, as we can and yeah. um, you know, so it's kind of establishing that that group first. Yeah, um, and you guys have got the uh, Facebook, which is a closed group, the mm-hmm. fa- college, the lacrosse sig face group, Facebook group that people can join, right? Yeah, so they so can we're just, open. Yeah, we're, we're it's an open group. Okay, yeah, we're yeah, the open yeah. group. So we're kind of a trial run here, and yeah. you know, we talked with um, Scott Douglas and saying, hey, you know, can we give it a run and see kind of how how this works? And yeah. you know, we're I think what it allows us to do is share more right. um, onto right. our personal pages, which can then a- attract other yeah. people yeah. back in. And you know, so one, it gives you know them the 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 able to, the ability to see the NSCA, yep. um, which I think is awesome. Right. Um, and then also, hey, here's a here's a place that maybe I can share this with my friend who yeah. coaches, you know, the club team, yep. and they can learn a little bit more. Whether it's you know any avenue, we, we don't just do you know strength and conditioning. You're looking at mental toughness stuff with um, Stu Singer has done some work with us on there. Um, coaching uh, my brother, uh, he's he's doing talking about some nice. experiences and things like that um, uh, on there so it's it's kind of try to create that holistic approach to 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 coaching cool um and how many members do you know? Do you remember offhand? You could, it right was now, a lot, I thought. Yeah, right really now, I think quick. we're over a, we're about 1,100. Yeah, that's um, awesome. And we've only been running for uh, maybe about three months now. Yeah, that's Three huge. and a half months. That's so, so what are you guys going to talk about at the uh, meeting, this um, SIG meeting? Well, so it was kind of introduction, kind of just yeah. let them know where we're at, uh, what's going on yeah. uh, with, with the SIG. Um, and then uh, really try to get the involvement in those members that the that attend. Uh, we're, we're trying to create greater content and so much like the college coaches one has has been able to do is where they're contributing Um, right now it's a lot of us reaching out to coaches to try to get them to contribute which is part of it that's kind of that initial stage Um, and I think once we can really 
engage uh, them into it to really just, hey, topic, let's go, you know, yeah. let's get it yeah. in. So we want to find some topics, uh, figure out different ways to engage, get some experiences, and actually start recording some things while we're here. Cool. Um, cool. And, and get as many coaches involved as we can. Nice. Yeah, and, you got, and you're also presenting at the lacrosse conference yes. in January? Again. Is that what is coming yep. up? Yeah. Yeah, LaxCon yeah. in January yeah. 19th. Yeah. 19th and you're on a sports science board or something mm -hmm. now too what yeah, tell so us a little bit about that and how that came about yeah representing uh, the NSCA yeah. um, as yeah. for the uh, lacro US lacrosse sports uh, and safety committee okay um, we had reached out to um, to US lacrosse and uh, just kind of hey here's what we're doing uh, from an SIG standpoint and um, you know we just want to kind of introduce ourselves to them and yeah. uh, Bruce Griffin uh, who oversees the committee uh, said hey you know would you guys be interested in, in coming to this sports science and safety committee I'm like well, sure yeah, you know and, and it was kind of interesting sitting there that you know they've been active for about 10 years yeah. um, that strength and conditioning the, the preventative uh, aspect of injuries right. was never uh, part mm. of the group wow. and a lot of it was they were trying to establish their rehabilitation aspects uh, nice. of everything and that's that's what they wanted to focus on and and really create that and create that team and and, cool. and they've done a fantastic job that's i mean it was great. amazing sitting in that room with some of the the top orthopedic surgeons yeah, in the country yeah, and yeah. Whew, i mean it was just mind-blowing researchers huge. it was great yeah. and um but they let us contribute to some of some of our ideas nice. in ways that hopefully that we can start a, a greater bond and, and create some of that focus on the sports science and safety but preventative aspects yeah. and really and I think that's their next so we, we timed the SIG perfect I don't know yeah. it was just luck I guess <laughs> yeah. um, that they were now in the spot to be able to do that yeah. um, you know that's their next uh progress of, of focus okay. is uh, the high performance team uh, okay. that they have there with the, with the yeah. U.S. national team and, and start developing those pieces. Cool. And um, so it's, it was, I guess, dumb luck, you know, right. great timing, yeah. <laughs> whatever good you want to call it. Yeah, we'll call it um, good timing. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, it was, so it's been fantastic. I mean, they've been, I mean, the U.S. lacrosse has been fantastic. I mean, they, you know, they're really open to, to, to it and, um, so it's it's great for us and that's great good. for them and great yeah, for the NSCA. Good. I think it's a good yeah, and I think it's a good. Um, it just shows you like that if you guys had never kind of reached out and you know, the, I think people in other sports probably could do that too. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a sport where um, strength training wasn't traditionally known about, or maybe it is. You know, if, if there's other interests in whatever sport, you know, trying to find these committees and different things they they might be looking for professionals that have been doing this and know what you know that they could help them well i think i think one of the big things is is understanding like what kind of like the end goal like what do we want to get out of the sig yeah you know and again it goes back to some of those values like we want to help people grow like that's right. what it's all about yeah you know and um you know, we, if if we want to do that, we've got to connect to people. We've got to yeah. the, our SIG's got to get out there. You yeah. know, you've got to find other avenues, ways to get it out there yeah. uh, and get involved. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, being at this conference, um, you got the crew here with you. We talked about it. Um, how do you? Because it just kind of made me think about you know having these goals and what like. How do you? kind of take all of this stuff that you learn in two days, two and a half days and all these side conversations and then go back to school on Monday yeah. <laughs> and now 
how do we, how do you use that or, you know, kind of decompress it with everybody? You know, or do you do that as a staff or, you know, is there certain things well, that people do? And I think, I think one of the, the good things is we, right now we only have three teams in. So we have okay. men's, women's basketball and swimming. Yeah. So we're at a, we're at a lull right now. And, you know, from schools, yeah. we don't start back up until the end of January. Okay. So we, we have this awesome time where we can really sit and, uh, and break it down as a staff. And I think that's, yeah. that's kind of where it'll go is, yeah. is start, what can we do to really enhance uh, our program from here? I mean, there's yeah. going to be so much information, right. and it'll be information overload. And I think the other thing that you mentioned there is is the connections that you make. I think going out afterwards, you know, with other people and sitting and talking, you, you'll get a lot from that as well. Yeah. And um, it, I think also a lot of great brainstorming can happen at that point. Yeah. You know, say, hey, I heard about this topic, or they were talking about this today. Do you have any experience with that? And, it, you know, what are some ideas? Or let's brainstorm. Can we brain? What, what do we think we can do to, to make yeah. this uh, happen? happen in our in our scenario because some you know some of the scenarios are just you know you don't have that opportunity but maybe I can pull a piece and so I think reflecting and, and really sitting down and, and organizing that so that's will be you know our staff uh, once they get back in uh, back into to Salisbury we'll sit down as a group and say okay you know what, what do we need to do what can we do here for the next semester to make this program that much better I mean we we're actually talking about it this morning in the hotel room yeah you yeah, know yeah. Is, uh, getting ready w- with uh, football coming back uh, in the end of January and organizing that and getting it done so i mean we're already doing yeah. it now it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's a great opportunity we're all here yeah. um you know has some staff bonding last night getting out a little uh, a little bowling yep. um, that's awesome. uh, yeah awesome unfortunately didn't take the victory but <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh but you know this is a great opportunity right now to get it done here a little bit yeah. and then really attack it when we get back that's cool yeah i went over to breakfast this morning with uh brian mann and todd hammer and nice. ashley jones you know and, i mean like, just taking advantage of opportunities like that at these things and Todd was great because he was telling a story about um, you know um, somebody asking him to go to a meal with him you know someone he looked up to and and he was like I had just eaten like the biggest meal of my life and he was like this guy was like hey come on uh, it was Ed Cohen that one of the awesome. greatest deadlifters of all time yeah. said hey oh, can I buy you dinner and Todd was like absolutely yeah, yeah and he yeah, was yeah. like it was the hardest meal I ever forced down <laughs> in my life but like yeah, yeah just to talk shop and have an opportunity yeah, you can't to, miss that opportunity to, you know um, sit close to somebody that geez, that's, that's awesome experience so <laughs> that's great. super cool part about these events yeah. um any anything special uh, that you already are looking forward to, uh, specific topic-wise oh, here? It's, there's so many great topics, so many great presenters. Um, I don't know if I can sit and say, hey, yeah, there, there's one. I mean, you know, there's some people that I've, I've, I don't know, um, so I'm interested in, in, in seeing some of their presentation. I think, you know, sometimes we can get a tremendous amount of uh, information out of some of those, yeah. um, you know, grassroots types of things. But, um, no, there's... <laughs> I mean, these conferences are just amazing. I yeah. think. I mean, the amount of information that comes out of here is is, is great, and yeah. I don't think a you know presentation that anyone that you go to, if you can't find something that's going to help you grow as a, as a professional, you're not really looking very hard at that point. Right. So I right. mean, there's always something to gain yeah. and uh, and and grow from. Yeah. You know, no matter what presentation you sit in. Definitely. So I'm excited definitely. just to sit in any of them. Yeah. Be in there all day. Got right. notes right. ready to rock and roll. So yeah. we start off today with Brian Mann at at one o'clock, yep. and, and then we're on for. Yeah, small school great round tables today yeah i'm excited yeah. um you're also on the advisory board for delaware mm-hmm. um nsca advisory board what's what's that kind of like and what do you guys do how'd you get involved with that 
Um, so, geez, again, that was part of that whole let's let's get out, let's broaden our horizons a little bit for our program, and you know, let's attack the state. And well, I can't be on Maryland because I live in Delaware. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm on the, the Delaware board, and um, it, you know, it's just one of those things. Like how can we impact more people? Yeah. Um, how can we get out and, and go? So again, we're looking at uh, you know, biggest thing really is the is the state conference, the uh, state clinic, yeah. um, hosting the state clinic and uh, getting that out. And I, I think we're looking sometime in, in May, uh, end of May, I believe. Okay. Uh, right now. So right now we're in the process of organizing um, uh, presentations, getting that out there, um, accepting, you know, those things back in and just trying to find uh, people who, who have those same type of things, who, who want to help others grow and, yeah. and really impact that, you know, again, the, the good thing where we're at in, in, in Delaware, uh, this year we're, we're moving it uh, to southern Delaware. Uh-huh. We're putting it out to the beach, nice. Um, nice. and the idea right now is looking at like a Friday night, early Saturday morning, where people cool. can, can come out Friday yeah. uh, and and spend the weekend at the beach with their family, That's and great. hit a Friday night, early Saturday, and yeah. then and spend the rest of Saturday and Sunday with their family. That's great. Um, and hopefully that that may create a little bit more buzz, um, yeah. you know, out there uh, yeah. with it. And um, we've done in Northern Delaware, uh, yeah. which is great because then you can pull some of the the, the um, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Maryland in. Uh, to that as well so um, I think this year would be pretty cool it's a little yeah. bit different we're trying to, yeah. to market it a little bit differently than, than we did in years past and so hopefully it's different I don't you know right. I don't know hopefully you know where you, you, you know the people who are in the area don't need a hotel room right. you know type right, of deal right. so um, you know that Delaware Maryland area um, hopefully yeah. we can pull in from the, from the colleges you know it's you know from Salisbury to to Dell State um, with you know different exercise science programs UMES uh, bring some their students get them involved a little bit more um should be interesting yeah i mean the advisory board is great too just i was a state director um back in the mid 2000s before way before coming to work here and um i wish we had advisory boards then because i mean you can have you know a kind of a different people that represent different areas of the profession to help you out with this stuff and it also creates kind of a new network for someone eventually becoming a state director. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, whether that's you or whether that's someone else. But, like, then they know what to expect and know how to do it. Uh, I mean, when I remember when I took over, it was literally kind of just like, uh, hey, you're the state director now. Yeah, go. Go. And then, you know, I had a little bit of support from people at the headquarters saying, okay, well, this is, this is the paperwork you need to do. Yeah. This is what you need to do. But luckily I'd been to enough clinics that I was like, all right, I think I can pull this off. Yeah. And luckily I was the state director of a small state like Vermont and not uh, California. Yeah, so right, yeah. I had it really, I had it easy. Yeah, so but that was a small one. Yeah. yeah a really yeah, small one. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with those, you can be a little more, um, you can also play around with it a little more and you can try things a little more. Whereas with some of the big ones, you might not yeah. get away with some of the stuff yeah. like and that's and we, we've only been active for uh, like four years now yeah. like before that yeah. didn't exist in the state of delaware yeah. so it's still rather new and, yeah. and i think the biggest is really just trying to get the, the name you know the interest out there to people right. and right. you know one of the things that we could do better is really attack some of those you know yeah. just getting out and being seen in yeah. the in the gyms and so forth but yeah. um you know 
it'll, it'll come. Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, how about what do you got planned? Do you got any other events speaking besides LAX uh, through the rest of this year? Um, so right now we have LAXCON coming up in January. Um, we're supposed to go uh, Maryland. Uh, they've just postponed uh, their event uh, back. Um, then new state director take over yep. and uh, just some organizational issues that they had to, to address. Uh, so they're just going to push that back. So uh, presenting at the Maryland State Clinic. Um, uh, and then usually work with uh, Rob Taylor and yep. some of his smarter team training okay. uh, things. And then fantastic. I mean, yep. they're, they're pretty cool events. Yeah. Um, you know, pre-con last year was awesome. Nice. And the first time he, he ran a pre-con session, cool. which was pretty cool networking and yeah. interacting with one another. Great. And so, um, yeah, as, as of right now, that's kind of the, the group uh, dynamic that, yeah, that yeah. I'm presenting in. And okay. cool. who knows? We'll look to see, yeah. you know, what else is out there in, in other sports and so forth. Yeah. But as of right now, that's what's scheduled. Cool. So. Cool, cool. Um, so I got a couple questions kind of that uh, people who listen to the show get used to. Um, if you could have a dinner or conversation with any three people, living, dead, or fictional, uh, who, would it, who would it be? i say the, the very first one would be my dad. So my dad passed away uh, 10 years ago, okay. uh, almost 10 years ago now, um, here in February. Um, died of brain cancer. Okay. And, um, you know, he was my very first coach. Oh, yeah. And, you know, somebody who was extremely supportive, would do anything for me and my brother, yeah. you know, to be successful in, in whatever we would do. And, and, you know, and he was somebody that... You know, you could call if you had, you know, any question. He'd sit there and, and talk it out with you and, and so forth, things like that. And, um, you know, so being here now, like in this position with the award, could only imagine, you know, he, you know he's smiling down and, and ecstatic for me. Very and cool. Yeah. So he would be the guy that I would just love to, you know, yeah. sit and talk with um, cool. and, yeah. and just tell him everything that's happened yeah. in the past so 10 cool. years. Very um, cool. So, I mean, to me, that would be the one, like, if there was anything... That would be the one. Yeah. Like, I would love to just sit and talk with him one more time. Yeah. So. Super cool. But, I mean, other than that, yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, that's a tough question. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's so many great, great people. Uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to think just some, some great leaders yeah. um, that have come, you know, uh, like uh, Martin Luther King would be would be ideal. I mean, yeah. the, the amount, of, you know, what he did in terms of impacting and leading people, I yeah. think, you know, to me, the leadership is, is critical. Yeah. I mean, that's everything that you do, you know, and it's funny that the stuff that we don't teach in school, we right. talk to the X's and O's, right. but then when you get out to it, it's, you're in charge of people and, and helping people grow and so right. forth. And so uh, being able to sit and, and just talk uh, leadership, you know, with, with some of the, the, the great leaders yeah. uh, would, would be awesome. Yeah, so. that's incredible. How about if you weren't uh, this far, if you were this far along in an entirely different profession, what would you be doing at this point in your career? That's, uh, I made the, the decision, uh, I can know exactly. I was in high school and um, I took an architecture class right. and, I, and loved, I liked to draw. Yeah. Um, so I remember in anatomy and phys and yeah. in undergrad, I would draw the muscles, I'd draw the bones, yep. shade them. I, I mean, they were detailed. I still have the book today, nice. actually. Yeah. And um, that's 20 some years ago. <laughs> and uh, so I really, I really enjoyed that, but I wanted to play baseball. Okay. And um, in, in Maryland, uh, College Park was the only school that had uh, architecture. Okay. And, um, you know, I couldn't afford really afford to, to go, you know, distances away and right. so forth. So it was, do I want to play baseball yep. um, and coach? 
or do I want to, to move into architecture? And, yeah. you know, for me, coaching and, and you know, I was phys ed undergrad and yeah. realized that I don't know if that's what I, from a coaching standpoint, that's yeah. what I really wanted. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was that was that, that turning point. Had I gone to Maryland, I probably wouldn't have played baseball and yeah. I would have been probably an architect. And nice. I, I probably would have yeah. loved that too. Yeah. I mean, um, but, yeah, that was the two cool. the two areas of focus. So very I think cool. architecture would have been pretty cool. But, very I mean, cool. I love what I do now. So Yeah, very but, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to imagine that. A lot of times, too, I'm like, when I think about it, I actually coached basketball for a long time. Really? So I'm like, I would probably be a basketball coach. But is that too different for my question? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not really similar. different. Yeah. It's the same thing almost. Yeah. But uh, I coached basketball for a long time before yeah. I switched. I I'm not a huge basketball fan anymore. Like yeah. a lot of the sports that I've worked with since then, like uh, ice hockey and just some different sports that I've had the opportunity to work with have just been super interesting to me. And like, I don't really pay attention to basketball yeah. anymore. And it's weird sometimes because I'm like, I used to be a nut. Yeah. Like, That's cool. It's opened your mind up <laughs> yeah, to see other things. it's been good for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So Very cool. It's cool. But um, cool, man. I appreciate you being awesome. on. Uh, people looking to reach out to you after listening to this what's how can they find you social media email whatever yeah easiest way um twitter is at coach nine um so you can reach me out out there i don't tweet a tremendous amount um, but you can find me there um uh, Facebook, uh, you can go onto our sports performance page for Salisbury University, or uh, just look me up, uh, Matthew Nine, and um, email is uh, m a n e i n at salisbury.edu. Go onto our athletics website, find me there. Like I said, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions if anybody has anything, uh, just wants to chat. Uh, you name it, I'm game, and um, just reach out to me. Um, be more than happy. But again, thank you for having me on. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, so man, this is great. great stuff. Looking so, forward you. to seeing you get that award tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Congrats. So, thank you. This was the NSCA's coaching podcast. The National Strength and Conditioning Association was founded in 1978 by strength and conditioning coaches to share information, resources, and help advance the profession. Serving coaches for over 40 years, the NSCA is the trusted source for strength and conditioning professionals. Be sure to join us next time.